1: Okay, all of you people. Let's uh let's talk. Therm the worm, East Palo Alto. Therm, what are you doing?
2: Man, sitting in my car just chilling, man. How y'all doing? And
1: we are so good. We are so good.
2: Hey, I got I gotta give it up to uh Brock Purdy for pulling that game out. Man, he was uh he was very mediocre in the first half, but yep. man, that second half he came out playing lights out and God dog it. He used his feet to do it. Those, so he those had three runs dust on his feet. Yep. He did a patch Patrick Mahomes. And boy did it look sexy because we pulled out that weird, and I got my racks on racks on racks. <laughs> Big
1: Firm, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, look, um at halftime, I saw plenty of um, actually, I should say I didn't see it till after the game because I won't look. I won't. That's the last place I want to be is Twitter when it's 24 to 7 at halftime. Yeah. But after the game, I saw a lot of what was said at halftime because these tweets are all timestamp. And a lot of you had, boy, you had to walk some stuff back now, didn't you? Oh, I had to walk some stuff back now, didn't you?
3: Some quarterback controversy oh, talk? Oh,
1: boy, we had to walk a few things. There was enough moonwalking going on there. felt like Michael Jackson was alive again. <laughs> my god you all had to walk some stuff back and um a lot of people bringing up jimmy garoppolo thinking that the offense felt the same
3: and, jimmy Garoppolo and,
1: and stagnant and and i so i think it's appropriate to see the way that this ended which was with the number one thing that no matter what had happened on jimmy's best day he never could have offered you which was 50 yards rushing just when you needed it in the yep. fourth quarter.
3: Yeah, and a couple of just big-time throws. You mentioned the IU throw for the touchdown, which was absolutely threaded, and the one we mentioned with Lowe here in the crossover, the throw to the fullback, and I knew I knew Lowe would get all misty-eyed, being a former pro fullback, but that throw to Youthcheck, amazing catch, but the throw to be able to scramble out, roll, by time, and find that guy – and also the throw to Juwan Jennings, which was another amazing catch. But it was that was one that had to happen. It was, it was a, an
1: absurd idea, but in the moment it was necessary.
3: Rolling left, falling backward, and just float <laughs> well, just floated.
1: He wanted to just run. Floated. He wanted to run, and he realizes like I'm not going to get there. Yeah, I'm not going to get there, so I better do something else.
3: I, I have an idea. I'll just throw this thing <laughs> up for grabs. Whoop. And Jawan Jennings, my goodness, to go up there and grab that thing with one hand. I mean, there are many moments where, oh, that's the biggest moment of the game. And that's one of the more underrated ones, I think, in terms of things that kept the comeback alive.
1: Well, you got to listen to me. Those are the kinds of plays that remove the stupid labels that many want to use on Brock Purdy. That's not game manager stuff. That's the opposite of that. Okay, what did you get? In the last quarter and a half of this football game, you got ad lib, you got I need to find a way when crap's going sideways stuff from Brock Purdy. That's not oh he's got all these people around him and he just throws it out to the flat
3: right. No laminated play sheet. No
1: none of nobody nobody thought of any of that. Nobody drew that up. Three scrambles and a teardrop one hander to Jawan Jennings. So. Thank you, Alex Smith, for his comments yesterday. Pretty cool. As the de facto president of the game manager club, you're not invited, Brock. Totally. You are. You do not get membership to this club. I love that. Um, let's go to Chris the Caveman in San Jose. Hey, Chris, what are you doing? Hey, hey,
2: hey Willard and Dibbs. First time caller here. Um, Sweet, I was at the game yesterday at, ha- at halftime. My friends and I saw Steve Young at Levi's. Uh, my friend walked up to Steve, dropped to his knees, and bowed down three times, saying, You're my favorite player. We're not worthy. Asked him for a selfie. Steve obliged. During the selfie, I kept thinking out loud, This will change the juju. This will change the juju. Sure enough, Purdy challenged is inner Steve Young. Rushed 49 yards in the second half for a comeback victory. And uh, yeah, I mean, historic, right? Chris, I you've made my call. We'll learn this. Man. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, man. Brother. Thanks
1: for making it. See, that's the beauty of these things. And again, we're asking, like, what'd you do? What'd you do to change the energy? Or what'd you notice that you think changed the energy? The answer is nothing, but it doesn't matter. To each of us, these are the things we're going to remember. I'm going to remember that we were down 24-7, and then my daughter showed up, and then the, and then they scored 27 points in a row. Yeah,
3: shout that's, out Ella.
1: She didn't do it, but that's what I'm, I'm looking at the
3: box score. I don't see any catches or rushes for your daughter. Uh, I no. don't know how many tackles she made. I don't even. Other think than she, tackling you at halftime. Yeah, I don't even know exactly. She tackled my emotions. Totally. She <laughs> threw
1: them on the rocks below. Totally. I don't even think she ate anything. Big, huge spread of food that Christy had put out. I don't even think she. You know, she was a teenager. She didn't even look up from her phone. She just sat there, just <laughs> just staring at the phone. But whatever it was, do what you're doing. You sit right there. I don't
3: move. It's working. Stand your TikTok sure. and your IG and whatever else you're doing. Oh gosh, that's incredible! Incredible, and you know you think about the way it happens, and it starts to build slowly, and then in the blink of an eye, the game is tied. And once once you got to that point, I was starting to think like, okay, now I mean, does Detroit have an answer? And they did, but then Dan Gamble, as uh, we now <laughs> call him, Dan Gamble, found his way to make an imprint on the game again. And go for it on fourth down. And that second fourth down that he goes for, and Jared Goff, I mean, that was a dirt ball. That ball had none chance of being caught down the field. Oh,
1: no. Why? Because, what did we say all week long? Jared Goff. Just move him off his spot. That's all you got to do. And that's what the Niners finally started doing. I don't know why. I'm no, like, I don't consider myself an expert. I watch every minute of these games. I don't know why the defensive line got stonewalled for two and a half quarters and then didn't. I don't know. I don't know what they did differently. But they started stopping the run a little bit. Yep. Obviously, they didn't even need that many because this happened so quickly that the Lions never even had a chance to keep running the ball. But they were able to get Jared Goff off of his spot. And on fourth down, the second Jared starts rolling right, he's dead. He's dead. He's not hitting anybody on the run. And you're exactly right. He threw that duck out there to Amon Ron. It wasn't anywhere near him. right? You know? So uh, that was the key to the entire game, and they finally started doing it at the end.
3: I saw a Niner defense that not only committed more bodies to stop the run early in the second half, but from a defensive line standpoint, they started to play much more aggressively. Yep. And they brought, you know, I don't know what their exact blitz percentage was, but it felt like they brought... Greenlaw or Warner a lot more often. They brought five. They heated up Goff a little bit. And also, you had Mooney Ward, Charverius, man-matching on Amon Ross, St. Brown. So you saw almost no St. Brown in the second half, and that was the key. You stopped the run. You slowed the run. You didn't stop it. You slowed it. You took away St. Brown. And by the time Goff got off his first read, as as Bosa told you in the postgame, once he got off his first read, they were in trouble.
1: Yeah, I I, I tend to like the 49er defense when they have
0: faith.
1: In Charvarius Ward, I would do it with Rasheed Rice in the Super Bowl. He's done it to DK Metcalf every time they play the Seahawks. Like I'm okay with Mooney Ward on an island; he can handle it. He absolutely can handle it. Now, can he handle it when it's Patrick Mahomes delivering the dimes? I don't know. I don't know. But I like if if that's what you know the 49ers want that pressure from their base four to keep more into coverage. It's like it's not working. It's not working. You're not getting home. And having extra people in coverage is not enough. Yeah. it looks like they're just wide open spaces out there to the point where it's 3rd and 15
3: and teams oh, are just like, God. it's like pitch and catch. It's, it's a boop, boop. It's like wide open. Those 3rd down conversions were ridiculous. 3rd oh. and 13, they run it, they convert it. 3rd and 18, 18. They pass it, All they convert enra, it. Piece of cake. I mean, piece of cake. They were playing super soft in the zone, and I think that was a big part of it. They played a lot more man in the second half, and I do think it's interesting. We'll go back to the phones, and we'll get into the Chiefs game throughout the course of the next 13 yeah, we're glorious just- <laughs> days. But you talk about man matching, and their big weapon is Travis Kelsey. Do you put Mooney Ward on the tight end and try to take him out uh, with the corner? Because I that, mean, that to me, is going to be one of the chess matches we can get into as No doubt, closer. no doubt.
1: Although I'm comfortable with Greenlaw and Warner as they sort of handled Laporta in the second half, Good too. Call. Like, they put a hat on him. Like, he may get some catches, but they also knocked a couple free. And, and I'm comfortable with those guys on the tight ends, even Kelsey. Uh, let's go to Pam in Houston. Hey, Pam, you're on with Willard and Dips.
0: What's up?
2: Hey, hey, this is Pam. I lived in the Bay Area for 45 years, and I just moved back to Houston a little over a year ago. Okay, Pam. And found my Niner gang out here. I wanna shout out Lone Star Niner Empire. I was watching the game yesterday, and at halftime, I said, they gotta have a come to Jesus meeting at Mm -hmm. halftime. They need some holy water. Folks need to come back brand new in the second half. I was wearing a Debo jersey. And it just seemed like Debo came out and said, give me the ball. And my girlfriend had a hoodie that she had on at first. Uh, She had it off in the first half. and She had put it on the second half, and they scored. And she's like, okay, I'm not taking this hoodie off. This must be it. So I just want to say, bang, bang, Niner gang, I'm here in Houston, still a faithful and looking forward to the Super Bowl.
1: Pam, you tell that friend of Uh hers not to take the hoodie off for two weeks.
2: Hey, she's not. She's actually going on a cruise, a Super Bowl cruise. She's going to be there, and she says she's going to have the hoodie with her
1: okay. on the cruise. Okay, but it's no, so no
2: tying it around her waist or
1: anything no, crazy. No, no, you no. Yeah, wear
3: that thing. I don't care how hot it is. Shuffleboard in the Lido deck. She's got to wear it.
1: No Thank doubt. Thank you, Pam. Thank, you, Thank Pam. You, Pam. you, Pam.
3: A Super Bowl cruise? Can you imagine? What the is, hell is that? <laughs> well, cruise to Vegas. What's that? Are you cruising to Vegas? I I imagine she's in, the, water there. she's in the Caribbean, and it's 89 degrees out, and she's poolside in a hoodie. Then you better wear a
1: hoodie. Totally. I don't care what the what, what the temperature is. Look at you. You're never
3: not wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Let's go. I'm comfortable. Wear a hoodie. You get old, you get bald, you get cold. Man. Spoiler alert for all you young people out there. That's the way you, it's kind of Man. the way it goes. It's a
1: circulation sensation is what go. it is. Uh, Nick Bosa with the message at halftime. Come to Jesus, as Pam said.
3: Um, I was just like, there's so much football left. We made a couple adjustments. I said, just take that first read away, and we're getting home. And our guys did it.
1: Yeah, yeah we, and we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just take that first read away. I, I said I, some
3: random stuff at halftime. I know.
1: He's like, I was just lying on my back, and then, you know, just
3: didn't. He's hmm, just then, a beauty. Got, and then it got better. I heard the criticism all week, so I decided it might be time to put my hands on Jared Goff a couple times, and so I did. No shrug, by the way. I know, I know. I I was so. I know. I was proud of that. Why you're getting your butt kicked? Well, put the shrug away. Okay, put the shrug away. I'm with. I'm I'm with you there. I've always been an advocate of take your signature celebration and put it aside when you're getting
1: when you're getting handed when you're getting
3: handed to you, and they were. And I had a sack, and I didn't feel like it was time to shrug, and so yeah. I didn't. I shrugged at the idea of shrugging. Perfect. There was no shrug. No. No. And he had two, and he
1: almost had a third. Almost a third. Yep. In fact, it was on the fourth down play where we're blaming Reynolds for the drop, and I, I'm i like, yeah, but did, what did Nick do? He got Jared off his spot. I and heated the, him up a little the bit. The throw was a little bit off, and it was enough to disrupt the timing of the whole thing. Nick Bose had a nice night. Nick Bosa had a nice night, um, but I'm also not going to like, oh, I'm going to try to act like a radio host and tell you. And I have no idea what the hell happened. I don't know why the defensive line looked like that for two and a half quarters, and I don't know what their adjustment was. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Sure, you're right. They they threw a little bit more at him. Yep. They threw a little bit more at him, but I also think it goes way past that. I think that the Lions, um, you know, they barely touched the ball. For, for 15 minutes. They went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. And the next thing you know, they they ran one play, and the game was tied. Yeah. And in that one play, they fumbled. But the Niners get credit because what'd they do? They were right there at the line of scrimmage.
3: Pow! Where they weren't the entire first half. Exactly. Tashaun Gibson with the forced fumble yeah. and uh, Armstead with the belly rub and the recovery, and the game never uh, never faltered after that.